Hey everybody, it is the Going Off Podcast with Rap Critic and Muse, episode 144. Welcome to the show. Hope you enjoy it. If this is your first time listening to our show, all of our old episodes are on iTunes and SoundCloud. Rap Critic, you sent me something before we got started. I'm so trying not to laugh. Before we even started going off, this was something that I saw in the comment section of last week's show, and I just didn't take it upon myself to look it up, I'll admit, but you did. It's, um, the worst rapper name ever, Tom McDonald. <laughs> it literally sounds like two mid-90s white comedians. But Tom McDonald <laughs> runs a Ford dealership in Wisconsin. <laughs> like, I think it's like Tom Arnold and Norm McDonald. That's who I'm thinking of. Like, he has, like, the two, two of the whitest comedians. <laughs> I was like, dude, if if a person ever needed to come up with a rap pseudonym... <laughs> It's ya boy, it's ya white boy, Tom McDonald, Tommy, Tom, Tommy Mac. Dude, that would have been so much better, Tommy Mac. Tommy Mac, it's not great, but you know what? It's infinitely better than Tom McDonald. Or maybe T-Mac, you know. Hey. Or maybe T-Mac-Lamore, T-Mac-Miller? No. Those are taken. All right, never mind. Uh, boo! Judging from the video you just sent me, mac and cheese wouldn't be a bad one. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! Yo, this fucking guy. Yo, I can't. I can't stop laughing. Like it's just so dumb. <laughs> See, like who let him near a camera? Who let him near <laughs> recording equipment? Someone was like, dude, you know all this shit you've been talking? All this you, shit about how you're really the victim in all this? You need you to put that on camera. You know, <laughs> I, think, I think for once people need to listen to what the white guy needs to say. I think it's about time. It's high time. You know, Black Lives Matter, but right now it's my voice that matters, so sit the fuck down, because you need to listen to Tommy Mac spell it on out for you for those in the back row, in the cheap seats, who are having a hard time figuring it out. This is accidental racist all over again. This is fucking bullshit, all lives matter, those dumbass motherfuckers. Here's your anthem. Yay! Finally, we have the white perspective in uh, yet another genre of music. Yay! And uh, don't get it confused. Don't get it twisted. I'm just, I'm having fun. I just got this, because it's so like, ah, this conversation. This is what I was talking about on Twitter. I was like, when people are like, uh, you know, we need to have a dialogue. A dialogue. And it's like, you know, here's the thing about the whole dialogue talk. It's like, black people have been listening to this shit their entire lives <laughs> like you just joined the conversation apparently so you need to sit down and shut up like when you walk like if you walk in, in the middle of a movie right you know mm -hmm. you, this is a perfect analogy white oh, yeah. people talking about race relations are like walking in the middle of a movie mm. not knowing what's going on seeing that one guy punch another guy in the face and being like, hey, that guy shouldn't have punched that guy. That's not right. Why did he punch him? That wasn't okay. Why did he punch that guy? Well, okay, well, now I have to fucking explain to you, and I can't fucking enjoy the rest of the movie. I have to explain to you that it's Back to the Future, and Biff Tannen is a bully. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's actually exactly. his comeuppance, but yeah, okay. Exactly. To them, fucking Michael J. Fox is the goddamn bad guy. Exactly, if you just wow. came in in the middle of it, it looks like, well, some guy was trying to have sex, but these two guys just kept fucking annoying them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm paused, I have the video paused at 426, right? Yo, yo, you guys need to see what this dude looks like, by the way! <laughs> the, the, the shot I'm looking at, it's him sitting in his chair with his eyes closed, making this smug as fuck, like, I just dropped the mother of all pipe bombs This face. motherfucker is the goddamn, like... Straight up and down, 
insane clown posse would look at this dude and go like, you need to get your life together. Stop trying to put on the dreads thing. It's not working for you, bro. Dude, this guy would look infinitely better with some fucking juggalo makeup. I, I know, right? Cover that fucking mug up, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's starting to make sense now. Insane Clown Posse is starting to make a lot more sense now, you know? Like, you can't just be trying to look like some normal white guy and be having those fucking, like, 80% of your head shaved so it's in the mohawk place, but you you go put some blonde dreads in that motherfucker. Like, nah, bro. You're not getting away with it. You're not. It's not the 80s. You're not getting away with it. <laughs> I'm looking in the rec- the very next requested video is of course the um fucking I'm not racist the Joiner uh-huh. Lucas video because that's what the, that's what this felt like and the whole time up until about two thirds in oh, I could hear I, him furiously scribbling as he I, listens to I'm not racist <laughs> I was waiting for that other shoe to drop like all right when's the fucking teacher gonna have a verse oh right, he doesn't. Right. He right, just sits right. there and cries. Like, oh, okay. Is, it, is that not the perfect example of, like, what's wrong? Like, in the black guy's video, he tries to get the white guy and the black guy's perspective. In the white guy's video, no, you're gonna hear what I have to say, black dude. You know what I mean? If you're of his ilk and are like, man, rap critic, he, he's gone too far this time. You know, he's he's making fun of my boy, Tommy M... And he he needs to stop. But here here's my thing. Here, let let me explain. All right. He's nobody's uh, boy. <laughs> just gonna go ahead and say that. You know, I, he I is, would. He I, is somebody's young man. That's. What, I, that, that's I would say is. get. I would say get your man. But he's nobody's <laughs> man. He's he's a young man. That's that's what he that's what he gets. He doesn't get man. He doesn't get boy. He's young man. Here's the thing. Let's break it down. Let's break it down. He says, "I cannot feel guilty for shit that I didn't do." But I can understand the reasons why you think that you should. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry you're offended. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Like all the way off, asshole. Here's the first thing you did wrong. (laughs) (laughs) In the first two goddamn seconds. (laughs) This guy's wasting no time. He's getting his shit in quick. He didn't do the chorus. He didn't do the intro like, yeah, this is this is a song dedicated. No. <laughs> he knows this is his first and last attempt. He wanted to get all that shit in super fast. Alright, alright, alright. Let's break this down for the millionth time. Okay, so mm. I cannot feel guilty for shit that I didn't do. See, here's mm. the thing that white people seem to not understand. We don't want you to feel guilty. Like, I'm not telling white people about the things that white people have done because i just want you to 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 bow your head in shame and just cry all day no (laughs) it's like is that what you think because if that's what you think the only reason to talk about racism is is to just make you feel bad first of all aren't y'all the same types of people that are like oh reels before feels me so, like, wait, but you're talking about how you feel when it comes to talking about certain topics? I thought we were just talking about the facts, though. But, mm. you know. All right, all right, all right. But here's my thing. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. It's not about what you did. It's about how you benefit from it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to tell you that the front door is right here. And they're just, like, going all around the building, like, are you sure? I feel like this is the door. Are you sure it's not this door? And it's like, no. This is the point. Like, what is this, like, I'm kneeling because, uh... Uh, Colin Ka- Kaepernick is kneeling because of uh, Black Lives Matter, which is uh, uh, because of police brutality. You know, that's why I'm kneeling, because of police brutality that is represented through Black Lives Matter. And white people hear this strange filter where they can just go like, beep, 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 translation. He hates the flag? Like, it's just like, what? Uh, how did you hear that? He hates the military? Beep, beep, beep. It's like, what? What? Whatever strange, like conservative like you know translation is going on here but but here's the thing about guys like this i don't think that he is a nazi right and let me explain because he is having a very normal response to something like i said when you haven't been a part of a conversation you know when, when it sounds like you you might have to be more mindful of something you might have to give up the innocence that you had about something. I don't think that he's hateful. I don't think someone like this is thinking like, 
you know, honestly hearing the facts and going like, nope, just hate Negroes. No, what he's doing is like not listening, not taking in the context clues of what the situation is. It's not just feel bad about what's happened. It's be cognizant because you are another white person in this chain of white people who have for the last couple of centuries taken advantage of black people and, you know, their art and their work and, you know, this, that, and the third. And so as you grow up and go out into the world, yes, you might be a cool guy, but here's how you could be even better of a person. Don't you want to know how you can be even better of a friend? At no point in the video did I get the impression that he was racist. Like that, that didn't come across to me. What the thing that got me the most is that he is perpetuating this misconception of what white guilt is because the way this video is presented, it it paints it like every black person hates every white person for things that they themselves weren't responsible for. When meanwhile, even if, and I'm just going to say this as one person again, I'm not speaking for all white people and I'm certainly not speaking for racists because I'm sure they wouldn't agree with me on this one. If I meet a black person, right? And they are initially standoffish or they have a preconceived Im impression of me without knowing who I am. That's okay because I don't know their history with with white people or their his their family's history. Right. It's not on me to tell them that their emotions aren't valid. So on that part, on that purpose, the guilt I think that he's trying to um, address here. They have this on-the-surface definition of what the guilt is and how to deal with it, right? Like, it's the right. it's the Prager University mindset <laughs> of the, the white guilt is when white people go out of their way to coddle black people because right, of things right. that they feel they were responsible for. The yeah. guilt is already there. Like, right. when, when these guys act all defensive and say, don't make me feel guilty, when you say, don't make me feel guilty... That means you feel guilty. <laughs> That's why this whole video kind of sounded like an insecure rant more than than like he's trying to defend himself in this whole thing, which is why, of course, in the video, he presents himself as the bad guy. Do you notice that? Yeah, yeah. Everyone hates him. Everyone's throwing things at him. And it's just like, really? Is that what's happening in your everyday life? Do you really think that all minorities are like angry at you? Oh, shut up, white boy. It's like. See, that's why it doesn't feel like he knows what the hell he's talking about. You know, because, I mean, either way, because this video is presented in a terrible way, honestly. The, yeah. I'm in a classroom of minorities with the you black teacher. You watch Hobson videos, you know. Because if everyone boos him, oh, it, I'm the misunderstood bad guy. Exactly. But if, if by the end of the video, everyone's sitting there with their hands on their chin like, Huh, now all of a sudden he seems like the fucking enlightened, I know everything. So there is no right way to do this video. You just don't do this video. You do it different. You do everything different. See, like the lyrics were one thing, but the video annoyed me on a whole different level. But anyway, yeah, like I said, at the end of the day, it's not about, oh, you owned slaves. It's about, like, it's not about you owned slaves last weekend, so you're bad. It's about... Because of all this shit that's happened, you need to be more. You should be more mindful. So, hey, let's say one day you get in a position of power. You know what I'm saying? And you see that somebody's doing something racist. Will you speak up? Will you say something? You know what I'm saying? Or, or will you not say something because you don't want to rock the boat because that's your friend? And then you'll see how the how racism stays in power. That's how it stays in power. It doesn't stay in power through you know uh, KKK marches. And, and and burning crosses on people's lawns. That's the shit that he says. He says, I never burn a cross or hid my face with a hood. Uh, you can't label me racist just because I'm related to white people. It's like, that's not the point that we're saying. Yeah, when, when he brings up uh, the KKK, he brings up slavery. These I don't hear these issues being brought up by black people as much as topical things like mass incarceration, uh, murder by the hands of the police. These are things that are happening right now. By you saying, I don't own slaves, it's like, that's fucking irrelevant, and nobody's mad at you personally for slavery. That, again, proves to me that he's coming at this from a completely wrong, ignorant standpoint. 
just coming out and saying I'm not a racist or just coming out and saying I'm a feminist doesn't immediately make you an ally. Like you said, it isn't what you say, it's your actions, which is why it comes back to the guilt. It's not about just how you feel inside. It's, okay, now what are you going to do about it? How are you going to internalize how bad you realize how bad it is for these other people, not how bad you feel for these other people. It's not about you. And which is why you go back and say the listening. This guy clearly has not done enough listening to other people because all of this is internalized reflections. You know, it's the the stereotypes he realizes, the the uh the details about himself he's projecting. That's why and I don't want to get the comment section all all in a in a huffy about this, but that's why the Macklemore song was at least a little bit better because it was more or less like look like turning to the white people and just being like this is the shit you're doing wrong you know you, you know, know what? actually actually uh that that's the perfect thing right there see that's what makes this different macklemore macklemore's white privilege was talking to white people this yeah. song is talking to black people so it's just naturally condescending yeah exactly like and it already, fucking white-splaining yeah it's not like he's saying hey white people like, you know, there are some things that we still don't know yet. That would work as a song, and that's why I feel like Macklemore's song works better. But anyway, and, and then, and then of course, he tries to fucking big up himself. He's like, oh, he whitened the rap, so he stole the culture. Okay, he's fire, but we lit the flame and siphoned the gas. Yo, he really tried to be like, <laughs> he really tried to talk as black people, giving him a compliment. Like, <laughs> so he's got, I, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to check this off as we go. Uh, he's got pretty blue eyes, mm. which is a weird, which is a weird thing to say. Is that these not are things. Weird? These are things we learned about Tom McDonald from Tom McDonald. Okay, I, so he's got pretty blue say, eyes. I would never say I have honey brown eyes. What? No. Like, no, <laughs> that's stupid. Why would you say that? Unless someone yourself? straight up asked you, like, what's the most, like, uh, what's like the specific most pretentious thing you could say about? Yourself? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it would be right up there, dude. I've heard this conversation so many fucking times. I am so tired. I'm just like, I can't listen to this shit again. But um. Uh, I got a mother, a father, a sister, an auntie, and an uncle, and a grandma that I picture when you're openly hating. <laughs> it's just like, see, do you see how he internalizes it, though? He takes, he takes, uh, white people in this country have done serious harm to black people's lives. And what he hears is, what? You think my grandmother hit a black person? Do you see how he hears it? You know what I mean? Those are the people I picture when you talk about white people. It's like, I'm not talking about those white people. Or, you know what? Maybe I am. Maybe your grandmother was a bitch to black people. You ever think about that? Maybe. Yeah, maybe your family member is a bad person and you need to confront that. And here's the thing. This also go goes to this point. It's like, uh, I, I picture my family when you tell me about racists. So don't put throw the word racist in my face because my family is assuredly not racist. <laughs> you think everyone in your white family is not racist. Every one of them who doesn't have to t have any conversations or a, a lot of them, like, because the simple fact is there are a lot of places in America where white people don't talk to black people. Like, it's not that, and it's not that they actively hate them. It's just that our history has been set up so that racists made it so that white people would not be near black people. And so, like, you, their image of what a black person is is very limited. And we like to think we're so smart, but that's not true. You know, we have interactions with people, and we base it off of, you know, a lot of times what we see in movies. You know what I'm saying? And shit like that. You know? We base everything we do off of repetition of what we see. What makes you think that behavior and, you know, stereotypes and assumptions wouldn't work the same way? I've heard these wrong fucking assertions before from people who were just getting into it and it's just like the best thing that you can do honestly is like dude tim wise look up tim wise on youtube listen to some of his fucking lectures and just like and, and you know honestly i think the thing is i think that there are a lot of white people i'm gonna give white people credit i think that there are a lot of white people that are sitting down and are listening to what black people are are saying to what lgbt people are saying to what women are saying i think that there are a lot of people doing that 
And the thing about it is, those people aren't making noise. Want to know why? Because they're shutting the fuck up and listening. And that's great. They're going to lead to a better tomorrow. That's awesome. It's you motherfuckers that are few and far in between, probably, but are just, like, just vocal as fuck, (laughs) who feel like, hey, wait a minute, you know, I may be just a white guy from the sticks, but I think I got this racism thing figured out. No, sit your ass down. Sit down. Be humble. Speaking of black pride. (laughs) Oh, yes. Uh, We've got a new review and a Patreon requested album review. And uh, this week we're going to start with a Patreon requested album review. And it happens to be from old Rap Critics Camp, who uh, requested uh, this first album. Emily. Thank you, Emily. Yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, did I forget a last name? I was like, nope, that's the only, that's the only thing so, I have over here. Emily has requested the Arc Android by Janelle Monet, an album that uh, I've owned for over a year and I've mm. listened to multiple times. Dude, so I, this I, week I, was I, just refresher course. Rushing down to the fucking store to pick this one up. Ooh, boy, howdy. You had you said it before we got started, and I did the exact same thing. I didn't rate these songs on here. Look, I couldn't. Janelle, Nicki Minaj means nothing to me. I am willing to pledge my, my to devote my life Ooh. <laughs> with this ring, Pop. I'm, I pledge to you my fucking loyalty. Because her music had me fucking falling in love. Jesus Christ. Then I saw live footage of her. And, you know, live footage is usually, just, just by virtue of it being, like, you know, recorded behind the filter of a shitty camera, it looks bad, you know? But, like, I saw her, and I was just like, oh, my God, her voice is so wonderful. She's awesome, and she has all these ideas, and it's just like, holy fuck. It was just, I, I, I was transported. You know how people say people, uh, figure out their musical taste by the time they're like 13 or 14 right dude i was transported back to that 14 year old kid in wilmington north carolina yeah and i was huh. just sitting there and i was just like i just discovered one of my new favorites you know like right. um i had that fucking ratatouille moment that fucking where the <laughs> critic comes in and he takes he takes a bite and he just like zoo he fucking uh uh what, what's that zoom called in in movies the dolly zoom yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she is an extremely underrated live performer. I don't hear nearly enough people um singing her praises. Um I remember a couple of years back, um coincidentally enough, uh Janelle and Kendrick were invited to perform at the uh White yeah. House uh 4th Yo, of July party bro? and whew, bro, 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 bro. Janelle's the new prince. Fuck it. Prince is the old her. Like, <laughs> hey, y- you know, ser- fucking, there's a reason that Janelle Monet did the prince yeah. tribute Yo, at I that one award show. I know that's why I'm disrespectful. <laughs> See, I'm a concept artist person, right? Like, you know that. Like, mm-hmm. my albums, you know, the say, say what you will, you know, about about their, the, the, the musical quality. You know, I know motherfuckers go diss the shit. That's cool. I'm making my money. Do you. But, no, no, no. Um, but at the end of the day, this is, like, what I really, uh, like, love and like listening to is just, like, how someone weaves music and lyrics into a story. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and I think I do get that from, like, you know, listening to, you know, I used to listen to rap songs, and then I kind of got into opera, and it's sort of, like, mm. that that idea of a through narrative still kind of, you know, I, I, I still appreciate that, and I and I like seeing that. And, and um uh, like, it reminded me of, like, Childish Gambino or, or Deltron 3030, you mm. know, where it's just, like, like when you have the future aspect, it was just so fucking cool. But it's, like, and here's the thing, you know, when I make all these comparisons and say, like, oh, she's, like, Francis, she's, like, I'm not to say, it's not to say, it's not on some Justin Timberlake shit. Like, if you play her shit, right. oh, that just sounds like Prince. It, it, no, I mean, her energy, her creativity yeah. is on, is so on that level, but in her own way that it's just, like, you're just awestruck by just listening the bro wonderland oh Mm. my god i could swear that song has been around since the beginning of time like (laughs) it is so perfect and just beautiful and 
fun and sexy and coy and like cute and it's just like oh my i want to like hug i want to cuddle this fucking song like jesus christ what's so great about the album is that a lot of the songs have aspects and uh they remind you of like older types of music like there's uh some that remind you of like psychedelic rock and other ones that remind you of like soul and 70s funk or whatever but none of them sound dated like yeah. it's all very modern like this but with is these neo old soul, styles bro. infused this is neo right. soul. this is the next evolution like yeah you know what i feel like the problem with uh uh childish gambino's album was it was too derivative mm. it sounded too yeah. much like parliament funkadelic you know i agree and so yeah. now when i listen to it it's just like this doesn't sound like you're remaking it it sounds like you're just you know putting on you know your dad's hat and coat you know what i mean so we didn't even really get into uh what this album is we just kind of started gushing at the seams <laughs> uh the, the arc android is the second part of uh of a story this overarching story this is the second and third part of a seven part story which what the fuck how how the fuck is this gonna work out yeah this is sweet two and three uh separated by um overtures and the story is essentially uh Jeanette monet portrays this main character who is an android who falls in love with a human and uh she is sentenced to be uh dismantled or disassembled because of it dude this just should have been the soundtrack she's on the for run. fucking uh blade runner 2045 straight up this is exactly what this fucking oh felt God, like was blade like, runner oh yeah. my jesus it fit in uh really really well and there's so many different moods and so many different places oh my places. god and yeah like it's not all like just metallic music there's one song where it's like a a, a david bowie type like really yeah. sweet ballad the o maker mm, yeah oh my god when i heard that song dude uh i wanted to cheat on uh on the wonderland song with <laughs> with the o maker song bro because it was so kind and earnest and sweet oh my god the way uh, those first five or so tracks just blend together, it's too much. Yes! Oh, it just it, doesn't stop. Uh, it's just like, oh I, my it god. It keeps hitting you. There's a barrage of greatness. Like, it's just like, and it like, yeah, each one just keeps getting better and more energetic. It's like, oh my god, I need to sit down. <laughs> you really like, you're trying to put, plug your finger in the dike. And you're just like, please slow to stop. <laughs> nope. Trying to get a plug it can't. In it's like, why won't it stop? Fuck it, just let it happen. It, it it does take small breaks. Like you said, O-Maker is a good example of one of the calmer, more uh, slowed down tracks. But overall, this album is fucking full force. It fucking goes for it. Oh my gosh. Um, Great uh, appearances, some guest appearances. You got uh, Big Boy on Tightrope. Uh, which was uh, probably the big breakout yeah. single, dude. On God, uh, from this album, on fucking God, like she. I, I remember she came out a little after Lady Gaga, and I remember just being mm-hmm. like, "Why is she not like fucking?" Like, I there s- is no good reason. Uh, uh, the gods, fucking. That's not. This isn't fair. <laughs> like I'm literally. Oh my God. Like I'm just like I'm just listening to this. I was like, how is this not rewarded? by the universe with like just like you you can do whatever you want you just be famous forever everyone loves you forever i don't fucking know jesus christ man i love this shit like you don't understand like oh fuck like when music really transports you man when you just feel like you want to live within it you know what i'm saying Mm. like jesus it's a definite five and i gotta give of montreal a shout out oh, i marked that out that was an interesting <laughs> that dude, was weird so, and then what the fuck the is of montreal doing on here it was like <laughs> dude all right they it's fucking going there it's it's fucking <laughs> oh, what he was saying it was just like the the song is about like how i'm trying to not be a bad person it's just like i have thoughts and they make me feel bad i'm trying to keep it in the realm of fantasy <laughs> like he just sounds like he's like so afraid of like like his vices are literally like 
uh, uh, down this hole, and it's like it's like really, you know, the whole uh, thing around is like greased up, and he's just like slipping down. And he's just like, no, I don't want to fall. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how you make that like a little like weird voice when you're falling. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh God. yeah, yeah. This is an absolute recommendation, and you know I don't even care. I'm just gonna go ahead and tell everybody I recommend uh, all three of the so uh, out so far works that are in this uh, in this storyline. the uh, The Electric Lady album is solid. Also, uh, that was the album uh, Prince is featured on that one. Miguel. There's a few features on that one, and it's just as strong uh, as this one. It also uh, furthers uh, furthers the story along. Um, the only thing, the only complaint I have, and this is a really, 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 really small complaint, is that, like, at points, it didn't feel like much of a story outside of the songs. Like, yeah. It, that like, that, that when, is a problem I do have, like, with a lot of concept albums. But I think the yeah. thing is, it's not supposed to be through line. Like, it's not supposed to be, she did this, and in the next song, she does this. You know, right. it's more like, about, like, like, the emotions of the character and stuff like that. Yeah, like, this would be the soundtrack to the movie. It's not gonna, it's not yeah. a musical, Yeah, the, you know? It's like, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a show told tonally, where it's like, yeah. it, it, it's one of those weird, like, this isn't a straight concept album that I actually feel like kind of works, like, you know, like rock operas where they're just like, now here's this character doing this, you know? It, it, it's very, like, it has the hints around it where you hear, like, you know, uh, or, like, in the background you hear, like, oh, the androids are going to this and they're going to do this. And then it's like, it's sort of like the garnish to what's happening in the, in, in the foreground, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yes, yeah. it is about an android, but it's really about someone having emotions and and going through them. Like, having emotions in the sense of, whoa, this android is really feeling, but in the sense of, like, Okay, but what is it like to discover those feelings? That's what's important, you know? Mm. Like, the narrative the narrative is not about what happened next and what happened next. It's about what is she feeling and, and how is that different from how this is feeling? You know what I mean? And Oh, yeah. my God. If, if you read the plot synopsis of the album, that might not come across as strongly with the songs. It's not going to really be like, oh, yeah, this is absolutely what I'm getting from this. Mm-hmm. That's why... um. The next album is a bit more self-explanatory because um, in be- in between a few of the tracks, there's like this ongoing narrative, actually, which I love. Um, and some might think it's, you know, to lend you by the hand. But it's uh, it's this radio DJ who uh, like works in Metropolis yeah. and he kind of like he takes phone calls and he's talking about this and he kind of like gives you really really small updates like he's not telling you the story right, right, word for right. word but it's know, sort of like how a person in real life would report it they're not going to say and then they did this they're just going to be like oh yeah and by the way this thing came it, across our desk yeah it, it 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 just adds to the lore like there's this one part where a where a guy calls in and he's talking about like how evil it is for androids and humans to like mingle and it just adds to like that there are those conspiracy nuts out there but there's also people who are like extremists against humans that are racist against androids it's like oh yeah, shit yeah. there's an actual thing going on here yeah. so oh my god it's all great did you uh do you remember at the end of wonderland where it like randomly goes into the christian sort of hallelujah dude can, okay, so this is completely personal, right? And I'm, I'm willing to admit that. But so as I was going back to that 14-year-old, you know, uh, a lot of me, you know, still really cl- cl- clung to my religion, you know, which was a very Catholic. You know, I went to a, you know, Catholic school. Like we had to wear the shit, you know, for eight years, you know. So I was like, I was, I was feeling that nostalgia of like finding something new, you know, as a young kid, and then. When the fucking uh, uh, Catholic music straight out of my fucking Wednesday uh, mass came up, I was just like, <gasps> like I was just like, oh my god, dude! He's speaking to you. I know. Ah, uh, this is crazy. Like it's so, and like it feels so like out of left field. And like I said, you know, this is one of those things where it really 
like music is really subjective and in some places you could say like all right if someone's just jerking off while farting and putting that to a beat that's not really very fucking compelling but you know like there are certain things that you experience that you know um that that music reminds you of in fact the whole point of music in the beginning was to remind people of things that they could hear you know like you have a really high-pitched flute or whatever that's supposed to remind you of a bird you know what i mean like you have horns, that's supposed to remind you of hunting, you know what I mean? So, like... Uh, we didn't even talk about the orchestral bits of this oh album that God. straight up feel like a film score. Yeah. Or, like, oh, my God. I felt like I, I was... I, I saw, uh, dude, I, again, I felt like I was at UNCSA, and I was, like, I thought I was going to just some boring concert, and then, like, I see fucking Janelle Monae come on stage, and I'm just like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> it's just, like, an adventure. Oh. I, I saw one review say that it was like a Bond film score, and yeah, <laughs> there there are points where it feels very like James Bond soundtrack. Yes. Oh, uh, dude, literally, it's, it's so good. I I started. This is a very rare thing where when you listen to music and it's so good, you're just like, there has to be like a music video or a movie for this. Like that, I can't, right. I can't, I can't go home tonight and go to bed. Knowing that somebody made a fucking Mamma Mia 2 movie, but didn't feel like this deserved a movie. You know, like... <laughs> right. <laughs> Is there any justice in this world? Now we have the impossible task Ooh. of transitioning to... <laughs> Spe- speaking of black Afrocentrism and... And Neo Soul, you know. And that's basically what Janelle Monae is, you know. She's she's yeah. Neo Soul. She's that new the next evolution of R B. See, while the mainstream is is dealing with this silly, you know, watered down version of dubstep and all this stuff, all the runoff of all the stuff that, mm. you know, black people are innovating. You know, even even that fucking island hop thing or whatever the fuck, remember that was a thing that Justin Bieber song, you know. Uh, oh yeah, of, yeah, yeah. You know that originally also started like over in Africa. You know all these fucking styles are styles that black people are making up, man. Ain't nothing motherfucking changed. You know what I'm saying? So whenever, whenever uh, they go on to their next weird thing, you know, uh, uh, Janelle Monae and her elf, whenever they move on to the next weird fucking thing that we can't comprehend, that's when everybody's <laughs> gonna move on to Neo Soul and act like spaceships and yeah. cyborgs in, uh, <laughs> in love songs is all of a sudden cool. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the fucking Black Panther soundtrack produced by Kendrick Ooh. Lamar featuring a good good chunk of the uh, Top Dog roster. We got The Weeknd on there. We got a dude who almost ruins the fucking song he's on, Future. We've got... <laughs> dude, dude, I am calling for Future's head after that track. <laughs> what? How f- How fuck? very dare you, sir? The disrespect. Oh, the disrespect. Fuck, There's no man. excuse for that. There's absolutely no excuse they, for that. They... On that track, stop it. <laughs> fucking... No. Dude. No. Did he just, like, give up? Did he just, like, feel the pressure? I'm just like, oh, God, I'm not going to be able to write a good verse. Stop it, stop it, stop it. I was so mad. You have no idea. <laughs> and it's, and you know what's really funny? Like, the beat totally fits it. Like, with how rinky-dink it sounds. You know, like, oh. uh, it sounds real powerful. And then all of a sudden it goes, and he's like, stop it, stop it, stop it. Just like, what are you doing? <sighs> like, I'm just like, listen, I was like, what are you doing? What? Why are you doing this? Stop! What? I was shaking. I was so <laughs> mad. I was just like, okay, look, I was recognizing the shit from that uh, Grammy performance that people were like, hey, the 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 songs you don't recognize from from the from Damn, they're from the Black Panther album. And I'm like, oh shit, here's that oh, part, yeah. and here's that part, and all of a sudden it just fucking cuts to, and I'm like who the fuck is this? And then he just does that shit, and I'm just like, oh my god, get the fuck off of here. <laughs> I looked down the track listing, and I was like, he fucking better not pop back up. <laughs> and thankfully he didn't, that was it, but Jesus. Like, who needed fucking it? hell. Who needs it? <laughs> that was so fucking shitty. And I'm not even, uh, well, you know what? Like, oh, no, no, no. Ca- the fucking future owes Kendrick an apology. Kendrick came through and fucking blessed that goddamn mask off song 
need that song needed a fucking awesome verse on it. That's true. Peter decides to deliver, and future. How does future repay him? <laughs> I just don't know how the fuck that made the album. I hate that you can do it so well. <laughs> Without any effect. It's just like, oh, it's enraging. Yeah, but we got Schoolboy Q, we got Two Chains, we got Khalid, we got Finn Staples, you got Absol, Anderson Pock, J Rock. Mm. The list just keeps on going. Travis Scott, you know, when your girl SZA. When Kendrick said that he wasn't releasing another album last year. Because uh, remember, people were like, oh, you're not going to release it new album. And he's like, don't worry, there's new music coming. Man. Uh, you know, uh, you know, people say like, oh, you know, people don't like to release too much music because of overexposure. Yeah, right. I'm kind of glad he didn't because, holy God, <laughs> this needed its time. You know what I mean? Yeah, it really did. This is something special. I just said that about the Janelle album, but, you know, we're having quite copy the and paste. We're having quite the week. Just to... Ooh, yeah, this was, um, very rarely do we get weeks like this where I just listened to these two albums, like, four, five times each. It was just like, it was like, that one's done, pop on the other one, and just switching it out. I back and forth like fucking exercise routine. (laughs) So goddamn good. Oh my god. I don't even, I don't even know. I'm so excited for the movie. I haven't seen it. It's like fucking Christmas every time, like, I was just like, ooh, wait, I want to go play this song now. And there's always parts that I like, rem- like I I'd forgotten. I was like, oh yeah, shit, this is coming up. Right, Ooh. right. I get excited for it all over again. Oh my god, dude, uh, I don't even know, dude, man. I, I wasn't, I wasn't able to rate songs on either of these albums because I just, it, I didn't want it, I didn't want it to, uh, I didn't want to make it a homework thing. Like I just wanted to fucking listen right, to them, right. and I was like, you know, what? I already know this is fine. Yeah. I'm just gonna <laughs> sit here and enjoy this shit. Because there's no point in rating the songs and it's just going to be a fucking five anyway. What's the worst I'm going to be able to do? Have a 4.7 because of goddamn future? <laughs> no. On that one track, and please. Then, the rest of it makes up for it. And then The Ways, which was that one Sway Lee track, which was kind of forgettable. Oh, yeah, that's right. And that's a shame because Khalid did fine. Yeah, yeah, he was cool. But, yeah. There are some songs on the album that, that drag, and I mean, it's the same way as the fucking Janelle Monet uh, album, that there's a few tracks that, you know, bring the tempo down a little bit. Yeah, it, but in fact, in fact, um, so while I did appreciate, like, some of the poly rhythms and stuff like that that was happening, especially, like, on the first track, um, there, there were some things that were, that, that were kind of like, I don't necessarily know if I'm going to listen to it again, um, mm. like Big Shot with Travis Scott. Oh yeah. Um, oh oh, did I send you that? Uh, I sent you the thing, right? <laughs> yeah yeah. So this was really confusing to me. So he says, Ken- Kendrick Lamar said in uh um, excuse me, uh, what song was it? Oh my God, pray for me, Jesus Christ. That song was awesome too. Like when I first heard it, you know how when you first hear something, you have that hmm, do I like this? And then when it comes on again, you're like, all right, I like this. <laughs> Like, yep, I've definitely made up my mind. And, yo, yo, when he comes in, uh, when you hear that, that, uh, the chorus straight up in the chord progression, I was just like, dude, I think Marvel finally has its, like, movie song. Because, you know, they don't really have that, you know? Like, all they gotta have is, like, the Avengers theme, you know? And with so many movies, you'd think they'd have some original songs, but no. Most of it is, like, Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor uses the, uh... You know, the, um... Oh, 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 okay, so on Big Shot, there's one lyric where Kendrick Lamar says, Only one real nigga here. And it says, Only two real niggas here. Yeah. Now, first of all, I just think that's kind of funny, because he's just like, Yeah, I'm the only real nigga here. And then, like, he just happened to glance over and see that there was... Oh, yeah, Travis Scott's on this song, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, uh i mean we're both great <laughs> and then <clears throat> but then um then he says kendrick claims he and travis are real but he once denounced this title in a 2012 tweet now this tweet says all right oh kendrick claims that he and travis are real like real niggas but he once denounced this in a 2012 tweet so all right first of all like, if this is from some shit for 2012, they're completely taking this out of context then, but, alright, whatever. 
Oh, yeah, actually, though, this does kind of tackle a, a, a thing that I've kind of had about Kendrick. So he says, on Twitter, real nigga has been took out of text through rap. Don't call me a real nigga anymore. It's corny now. Our reality views may differ. Mm. And I do find it weird, like, because he's had lots of moments where he said stuff like that. Like, in this tweet, onto Pimp of Butterflies, he's like, no, we're niggas now. You know, realist niggas uh, right. alive. Yeah. And this is like, he immediately abandoned that. <laughs> He said it on the very next track. Yeah, yeah. It was like, um, Yeah, because it what? was like, if, if you love those niggas, is they still your niggas? It's like, but I thought you said... <laughs> I, I like how the last track is called Pray For Me. Yeah. When all throughout Damn, he yeah. was saying, ain't, no, ain't nobody praying for me. Yeah. Honestly, mm. this album kind of feels like the redemption. You know, this is sort of like the him Because the, the last album is full of un- being unsure. You know? Yeah, that's true. And this album is all like, I am so sure. But the funny thing about it is that because it's a soundtrack album, it's kind of like, like, this is like the alternate universe Kendrick Lamar, you know? Oh, like, yeah. Like, this is, there's like a timeline of Kendrick Lamar. This is like the, the, the back to, this is like the Injustice comics, you know? Like I was just going to say, it's very much like Marvel, <laughs> where like, there's like five Spider-Man timelines it's like, all right, so which, which Kendrick timeline is this? Are we talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe Kendrick? Or are we talking about the Kendrick from Damn? The funny thing is, it would literally be the Marvel Cinematic Universe Kendrick. <laughs> because this is the soundtrack. Uh, I do think that there are a couple of things that I, um... There were a couple of moments that, uh, songs I didn't like. Like I said, I, I didn't like the, uh, Swaley song... Big shot. I don't know what it is, Travis, uh, about Travis Scott, but he just he just not out, feeling Travis. He just brings out the worst in people, man. Mm. Uh, bring out the worst in Rihanna. Pretty sure. Oh he, yeah. Yeah. Remember on that woo song? Woo woo. Oh woo woo. Oh Jesus, uh, man. God, it's been a minute since I've listened to Auntie. I completely forgot about Woo. It's like the one low spot where it's just like everything's right guy and it just, it just falls the fuck off. Ugh, it's like you you know that, that track was there just because they're in a relationship. Like Yeah. <laughs> Man, ugh, and yeah. Oh my god. So oh oh Ab Soul once again fucking proven himself. Proven yeah, himself to the yeah. He says Wait, he says, you aiming at passengers with a shotgun. The aftermath is you in the scope. It's warfare. Is warfare? No. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. And he's like, you understand? Ah, it's probably better you don't. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I really wonder how the songs from this album are going to work in the movie, if they are at all. Like, is this just... It says the the album music from and inspired by... So, are these songs going to be in the movie oh, at any point? They're going to have the all the stars during the love scene, you know. Uh, and they're going to sure. have the the Wakanda song during like uh, the last song during like the triumphant mm. final battle, you know. And they're going to have the um they're going to have that the uh what, what was that one song? Uh Well, we're not going to they're for damn sure not going to have that. I would be so mad if that made the movie. Uh. <laughs> What if there was an Fucking actual? Hell. What if there was an actual like narrative purpose? Like there's like a fool, uh, like a you know a dumb character that like gets knocked out or something like that. You know. <laughs> Look, I don't want all these amazing people raising money to send underprivileged kids to go see Black Panther just for these sweet kids to hear. <laughs> Fuck! Still mad about that. Yo, yo, youngin, on OBS, bro, she saved that fucking song. Like, because mm. I wasn't liking it, and it was like, it, it, this album is very, like, if Kendrick Lamar went back to the 90s and made his own, like, early 90s rap album. Because, like, you know, oh, yeah. it has the crossover hits with the uh, with the R&B singers that are very, mm. like, throwback, you know. It has the um, the house music. You know, but it's very dark sounding. It has the gangster rap where he's just talking about how he's just gonna fuck you up. You know what I mean? Like, mm. it just has, yeah. like, there's no big message to this album. It's just like, nah. look, they wanted me to make a soundtrack and I wanted to make it good, goddammit. You know, so. It's just an excellent showcase yeah, exactly. of awesome musicians. Yeah. And, and is it just me or on All the Stars? Does it sound like she was saying All the Stars are bullshit? Is that the only one hearing that? 
All the stars are bullshit. All the stars are bullshit. I don't think I heard that. <laughs> now you're going to hear it. These really were fantastic albums. Like, these are the two best albums I've heard in a minute. And, I mean, obviously I've heard the Arc Android a while ago, and this was just a refresher, but this Black Panther soundtrack, I had high hopes, and uh, it exceeded it by far. I didn't even know what I was expecting, but this was all over. It, it, was, it had great pop songs, it had great rap songs, it had great R&B songs. Just across the board, like it worked on every level. I think it was really, really solid. Uh, yeah, I, I give it a three point nine, actually. Oh, very modest. Uh, yeah. yeah, I know, I know. Mm. Uh, like I said, th- there were uh, a couple of issues with it. Yusuf's ass, uh, Swayley, um, you know, just like it's literally like two or three tra- tracks, really. Uh, well, like two and a half because futures. That, that counts for half a track. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't like to hy- hyperbolize concerning, like, ly- you know, some people say, oh, it was a bad lyric. Now this whole song is bad. But that, right. that, that was pretty bad. That was, like, the longest 10 seconds of my life. <laughs> yeah, that was just fucking, couldn't have taken that shit out. Like, you re- that was essential. That needed to be there. That was that was essential to the experience of this fucking song, where halfway through, fucking Kendrick goes like, all right, fuck this shit, and just rips the fucking track, and who asshole? Like, did that, did that need to be there to, like, balance it out? Like, all right, you guys are about to hear some great music, so I just want to keep you guys down to earth, you know? Thank you very much for checking us out this week on the Going Off Podcast. It was uh, quite a week, and I'm glad you joined us here on the show like i said at the top at the, uh, like i said at the top of the program if this is your first time listening to our show we are on itunes and soundcloud just search go in off podcast that is g-o-i-n apostrophe off podcast follow us on facebook and twitter we got all of our information there we if you want to help us out on patreon like with the arc android uh request Check us out on patreon.com slash rapcritic or patreon.com slash muse for the details. If you want an album uh, for us to request on the show, an album you happen to like and you want to hear our thoughts on it, just hit us up on there. All the details are on our page. And uh, there really isn't too much more to say than that. For the Going Off Podcast, until next week, I'm Muse. And I'm the Rap Critic. And let me do do do. Son of a bitch. (laughs) Son of a bitch. I knew it. Fucking knew it.